Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in review and shout out to Cameron Kennedy for making a custom variant intro for this Loki MCU in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Ahoy hoy. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Ahoy hoy. Come up with some original material, Kevin. It was a variant on your thing. Uh, He changed it just a little bit. Andy Cortez. Chips ahoy. (laughs) Ahoy, Andy. There's a variant right there. And of course, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I like Twinkies. Oh, God. God. I'm excited for this show. I don't know. It, it's only been a weekend, but it feels like I haven't hung out with you guys in a long time. And like this, yeah. this feels right. I'm excited at this beautiful 327 p.m. on a Monday to bring some energy. Like only we know how, because this is kind of funny's MCU in review each and every week. We rank and review two different movie franchises, and this is where it all began. The MCU, baby. You could watch it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. After this week's MCU interview, we will be returning to Pixar in review for a couple back-to-back episodes to do a little Catch up there. Very excited about that. You can get it on podcast services, YouTube, all that stuff. But if you want to get it all ad-free, patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be, just like our Patreon producer, Molecule, is. Thank you very much, Molecule. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Me Undies, Canva, and Upstart. But I will tell you all about that later because I want to talk to you about Loki. With a runtime of around four hours and 20 minutes. Nice. Uh, released on June 9th through July 14th across six weekly episodes. It makes it the third Marvel Studios TV show. It was directed by Kate Heron, an English director, writer, and producer. Her particular focus is female-led comedy. Uh, she directed and executive produced the first season of Disney Plus series, Loki. She directed every single episode, like we've talked about on these Disney Plus shows. That's usually not how uh, TV shows are made. But so far for the, the MCU shows, they have been doing that. That's why there's a little bit more consistency and they feel like one long movie. Um, she made the Forbes 30 under 30 list in 2017. Uh, she was born one year before me in 1988. And she made Loki. Yeah. And you're hosting this podcast. And I'm hosting this podcast. Wait, uh, you're on the same so 30 under 30 list, though, right? Did she yeah. make the real list or she made like the, one of the bullshit little side lists? Man, for, uh, in entertainment, See, I can't tell you any details around there. There are no bullshit side lists, Kevin. When okay. you're in, you're in. Uh, you're sure, in, Andy. You're in. Okay. Yeah, you just put it on there. And no, yeah, that's how it is. Just put it on your other thing. Nobody ever looks into it again. Uh, what else? You, like, you got other things on her, Tim. You have like. Uh-huh. You have like 50,000 more Twitter followers there. That's cool. Okay, cool, cool. The things that matter. Mm -hmm. Her dog looks older than Moose, so that you got that going for you. Mm -hmm. A bit older, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I needed this. I needed this boost. You Uh, joined Twitter before her. Oh, shit. That'll explain the followers. Set the trends, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give her a couple years. Uh, She recently did an interview with Deadline 
saying that she is not returning for season two. Uh, I always planned to be just on for this one. And to be honest, season two wasn't in the cards. It wasn't something that was just, it, it just came out. And I'm so excited. I'm really happy to watch it as a fan next season. But I just think I'm proud of what we did here. And I've given it my all. I'm working on some other stuff yet to be announced. And when asked if she will be involved with another Marvel movie, she said, no, I'm just focused on my own stuff at the moment. I love Marvel and I'd like to work with them again. But my outing with Loki is what I've done with them. I put my all into it and it was exactly the story I wanted to tell. So interesting stuff. Um, this proud of. it's yeah, it definitely. And it's interesting because a lot of the other directors and uh, screenwriters and the different behind the scenes people on these shows have already officially been announced to be on different projects. So she kind of marks the first big one. That's not now tied to another movie or another show or something. Uh, the music was done by Natalie Holt. Uh, she's primarily recognized for her work on several notable productions, including Loki and Paddington. So Elise Willem's out there stoked about this. Um, I freaking loved her work on the show. Definitely one of the standouts in the, the MCU as a whole for me. So shout out to you, Natalie Holt. Would love to hear more. Uh, the budget, last reported, these shows have a $25 million in episode budget. This number is the same number we heard for Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Wanda. They never kind of like went into particulars about where that all laid so don't know much more there and this show does in fact pass the Bechtel test multiple times over the Bechtel test is a measure of the representation of women in fiction asking whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man and so yeah good job Loki you did it you did it but before we get into the plot I want to go around and talk to all of you about about what you thought Andy I want to start with you um Fantastic show all around. I think that the runtime worked. I never felt like it overstayed its welcome. Um, I feel like there was only one episode out of the six that I kind of felt eh, a little bit weaker than some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I just think that every every episode brought something really important. And all of those anytime you did have a question, there was going to be a future episode that kind of showed you exactly what the cause is or what the answer is. And I just think, I just think they did a great job all around. And again, the hardest thing to do with these shows has been to stick the, the landing and can you make the final episode worth it and kind of, um, have all these storylines kind of wrap up in a satisfying way and have all that set up, come together in a satisfying way. And I thought it was phenomenal. My favorite, MCU show so far out of the three. Uh, I thought it was a, just a great job and an absolute you know, recommendation that you have to watch this show. Greg Miller. What a great show. Are you kidding me he over here? Like, he I, we had so much fun with Loki, and it was exactly uh, what we've said before, and I will continue to say that I like these Disney Plus uh, shows do. They give us the opportunity to get in there and get uh, deep into a story you wouldn't get in the films, get an offshoot of a you know character that clearly we know Loki, we've seen Loki, but he's always the second banana, right? He's always the antagonist. He's always just something else happening. We don't get to get lost with him and see really how his mind works and stuff, and I thought that was... Uh, really rewarding in this uh, series the idea of getting to know him beyond just uh, the big grand plan that fails or the one punchline or you know his interactions with Thor 
I liked getting to see how his mind worked. I liked getting to see him get drunk. I liked getting to see him, uh, uh, you know, obviously wrestle with his own mortality and his death, and then wrestle with this idea that their Loki's are just there to fail, and then try to bring that to something that could do good. Let alone fall in love, right? Like I thought this was such a special show and gave us a side of a character that I wouldn't have it, at the start of this. I wouldn't have thought of loki in the same way i thought of a falcon or a winter soldier or 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 scarlet witch right in the way of like oh like i've seen a lot of tom hiddleston as loki i've seen him in a lot of projects i've seen him over a decade do this role like i know what he's going to bring to the table here and i thought he brought a really uh rewarding loki let alone sylvie that would come out let alone here at the end like the, the fact that this is the first show uh that delivered on the promise of changing the mcu right and i not the promise i shouldn't say that but it's the first show that i feel like we all had a lot of grand ideas about that you know we didn't see delivered on necessarily in wandavision we didn't see delivered on necessarily in falcon and winter soldier this was the one that ended and it's like holy shit i cannot wait for the next wave of marvel movies like this is going to have dra- dramatic effects Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was a lot of fun the entire time. I thought that, like, they dove deep into a character that we had already been established with, but we hadn't spent enough time with. And it was cool to, like, see Tom Hiddleston, like, be able to act through different things. Like, the whole tone of, like, the first episode of him kind of, like, coming to terms with, like, the scale of like the power they were setting up was so cool. And like what, like an amazing acting job for everyone involved. They did a really good job. I like it. Oh uh, yeah. Good show. Uh, I think it's the best of the Disney, uh, uh, you know, or excuse me, Marvel TV shows, the cinematic universe TV shows. Um, I, I enjoyed it for all the same reasons you guys did. Uh, I, I still, may I stand by the fact that I wish they just put them all out the week to week stuff while great for podcast content is, uh, I, I just get, I want to see them all. I want to see them all when I can. I just started watching Ted Lasso and I finished first season in like a hot second. So I was like, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to go. And of course it just leaves you with a void in the pit of your stomach that can never be filled. I digress though. Um, I still think that these are while good, I still don't think they've hit a great mark for me um i i enjoy them um but i don't these aren't must see tv for me by any stretch of the imagination still and and i think that when i think about the marvel movies and the excitement that i had even just going into black widow i don't i don't have that same level of excitement because i just know it's not going to be the same experience that's not to say it's 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 lesser um it's just different actually i guess that is to say it's lesser a little bit um but for me it's it's it, they're good and they're fun, but they still kind of hit on that mark of like, this is cool kind of filler content while we're waiting for um, for the movies to come out. Uh, but I, again, I enjoy every single episode of it. I don't think it was time that was wasted in any shape of the imagination. Um, I just I just kind of wish I would love to see what they would do with all those resources and maybe make a smaller movie. I really, really, really love this show. And I think that it uh, is kind of everything I love about the MCU in one project. And it's definitely on in my top or tier, maybe not top, top tier, but like it is definitely higher up there for me, uh, equal with a lot of the higher movie projects. And I think the reason for that is it tells a really good standalone story. Like this is, in my opinion, must see TV and it, it does work just as a standalone thing but it also enhances the mcu both like what greg is saying of having big consequences we're going to deal with in future movies but then also rewarding us with the easter eggs both as comic readers with more references than we've ever seen in these shows so far um and honestly rivaling any movie we've had 
to some extent so far, uh, which is fun little things that are adding up. And on top of that, more importantly, is referencing and using well utilized, good utilization of MCU characters that we know, like Lady Sif coming back as a surprise is the perfect type of thing I want to see from from these shows. And I think the shows have have proved that uh, any character in the MCU can be deep and can be somebody that we root for and want to get behind and learn more about and care about their relationships. But it's the side characters in the shows that I think really help make them shine. And this one introduced a fantastic cast when you include Owen Wilson, when you include Miss Minutes, like all of this Man. stuff, like I was Man. involved and invested in them. I want to see them in future shows. And I think that so far, the all three of the shows have done that to some extent. And on top of that, this show kind of did the things I want to from an MCU product uh, property, which is set up a great thing, have great moments, but not feel too derivative of things we've seen before. And I said it a million times. I'm going to keep saying it like the episode five fight with Elioth and the way they did all that stuff and the way they set it up and just paid it off so perfectly. I'm so impressed by it because just doing a big giant CG mess fight, we've seen it many times and it didn't work in WandaVision. It's the weakest part of WandaVision. I think in Loki, they made it work within this world and be believable. And it's one of my top MCU moments of all time. Uh, and I definitely didn't expect that because going into this show it was the one I was least interested in. Um, but I think that they, I was silly to, to feel that way. And silly. I, I, I think that there's still, there's things, it's not perfect. Um, I think there's a reason it's not in that top, top tier for me. And it's because some of the things didn't have enough time. I think Renslayer's character uh, was a little bit weak and I struggled to, be too interested in seeing where she's going and all that stuff. And I think that the show hit a point where the TVA become, became way less interesting than mm -hmm. anything else we were dealing with. And that sucks because that isn't something that we've had in the other shows so much where I feel like it hit a certain point where everyone would just be together moving forward. And this, I think anytime it bought back, it was like, all right, this is things happening, I guess, but like, it's not that interesting. A lot of that had to do with Renslayer and, the kind of ambiguity of, of who she is and where she fits into all of this. And I think that uh, the thing they did with her in the last episode where it kind of flashback to her being a principal uh, in, in 2018, it was like, that felt like a really not interesting move to me in a show filled with interesting moves. Um, but we have a season two to kind of address yeah. all that. And so, so we'll oh, that see. felt dope as hell to yeah, me. Quick, quick question, <laughs> that was quick question or not question, but comment. But like, don't you think like the the setup of her? Because at the end, Miss Minutes is like, "Hey, R Ravona, like, come with me," or like, "Look at this file," and then she goes off to do something mysterious. I feel like that's such a good setup on the like. I I don't think it matters who these variants are versus who they become. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, my problem with it is in the I, and I just rewatched all of them, and I've now rewatched all three shows three full times. I watch them once by myself with Gia, and then just over time as I watch them more in like a binge fashion to see how it works together. And I think Loki is easily the best show to rewatch. I think because every episode like has more things and understanding timeline stuff always works that way, right? Where you it just enhances the entire property and the way that they ask questions in an episode and answer them, you see how that all kind of fits is great. But getting to that end point with Renslayer, it's weird because in the last episode, it's not clear. It seems like she doesn't know what's going on, doesn't know who he remains at all, but then almost flips on that immediately. And it's like, so whatever Miss Minute showed her 
really changed her mind on some things. And I, I just feel like they don't know the answer. And it's like, oh, we'll put it through this door and we'll figure it out next season. As opposed to me feeling like, oh, they're building to something and they know what they're doing. It did. I will say it did seem weird not to have sort of like a conclusive thing for her at the end of this. Um, so I'll agree on that one. True. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think she's very much going to set up one of the uh, King the Conquerors, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Plot, yeah. plot, 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 plot. God, go, Greg. <laughs> how are wow. we doing this? That, that's how we're going <laughs> to phone was... in the plot song today. <laughs> What's Friday up, everybody? Welcome to the plot for the Disney Plus original Loki starring Loki. Uh, this, of course, begins uh, in a little movie called Avengers Endgame, but it also kind of begins in a little movie called Avengers. Uh, but we'll go to the Endgame section, right? They're all time traveling, bebopping around the, inter the internet. No, the timeline. And they're like, we got to get these Infinity Stones. Remember, because Thanos, he was snapping and he was getting his groove on as the kids say and so we go back to right after the avengers defeated loki uh in the battle of new york uh in the old avengers and you know what happens is ladies and gentlemen uh, uh you know you've seen the movie you know what happens so they get the test rack they start to leave hulk smashes a door into robert downey jr aka tony stark the test rack flies to loki's foot he grabs it and bloops away and so you already knew all that and I think we're, you were all in the same boat, right, ladies and gentlemen? You expected it to be that, oh, he blooped into the, the timeline, the future, the whatever. He's using the Tesseract. You didn't think time. He's using Tesseract. We saw the stuff of him being President Loki. We saw the stuff ahead of time of him, you know, different looking, different outfits for Loki. You were like, we're, a lot of time is going to have passed. We all left Endgame. He's got the Tesseract. He started a new timeline. We know it's going to the Disney Plus thing. Can't wait to see what this guy's up to. He's going to cause some real shenanigans. And it turns out, no, he doesn't. As soon as he bops out with a Tesseract to wherever he lands in a new place, he demands of those people, hey, guess what? I'm the ruler. They don't understand him. And then these people from the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, immediately show up and they're like, come with us. You're under arrest. And so they arrest Loki there. Dope huh? as fuck. Time cops are always cool. And I think that this show did them very well. Yeah, and I like that for me personally, you know, to look back now, and I have not gone back and rewatched it because I'm not a badass like Tim. Uh, I like that I'm this sorry. did. Uh, I mean, it again, times. just for remembrance, I did uh, play through Avengers, the video game. So I do have some information on Black did Widow, and I do uh, have some more information on Loki, who does appear there. Don't forget and everything else. Like ever. And so the thing I do appreciate about this was that immediately opens uh, defying expectations because I did expect it to be that. We are going to see, oh, he, he bops away with the Tesseract, and then whatever he does, we're going to see what he does there, and that's where we'll get President Loki. That's where we get. You don't. He's immediately caught. Time uh, Variance Authority, the TVA, is on top of this. So they nab him, and they take him uh, to the TVA, which is in the Quantum Realm. D take it to the bank. Don't worry about it. Ant-Man taught us well. And uh, there, guess what? Owen Wilson Someone's been there. watching TikTok. <laughs> I have been. I have been watching the TikToks down there. Time moves differently. They said that a lot in Ant Man. They said a lot here too. Don't forget about it. See, jumping uh, with that though, that I mean, you're, you're bringing up theories here. Like it being in the quantum realm, I do think is a, a safe bet. But there is a lot of questions because this show ending with them being in the TVA, which was kind of implied to be its own thing out of time. It's like clearly they went back to a different TVA. So it's like, is there just a lot of multiple things that are out of time that are out of the rules of the timelines? Mm, that's interesting. You know, and then re wait. Re what do you? I, you lost me. I'm sorry. I caught up here at the end. But where? What? What happened? So, like the rules the show sets up, right? Are that in the TVA, the stones, the Infinity Stones are useless. Like time works differently. Like all that stuff. But they are in this this place where they're just being able to jump two different timelines. But it's like 
kind of existing outside, outside of time. Of all the timelines, yeah. And the only other thing in the show we know that exists outside of the timeline is the the end of time thing, like the yeah, place yeah. that they're at in the last episode. And when they send the them back and Mobius being reset and all this stuff, it's like there's a they set it up in a nice way that like they could do a lot of different things with it, but it could be a completely different TVA, which then implies they're in a completely different universe. What would you yeah. do if you were in a place without time? Like what? If you just have whatever, I would watch all the Lord of the Rings. I'd watch the extended editions trilogy. That'd be it. Then you'd run I, out. Yeah. I think you uh, you wouldn't be able to watch the Snyder cut though, and it's just like not enough. They don't have time. Mm, that's for that a lot show. of extended. A lot of ex- that's a big time void. Big old extended mm-hmm. void. void of fun. So wait, when, nerd films are way longer than that one film. Void or whatever. of fun. <laughs> when Loki when Loki goes uh, back to the TVA, like that's after. I guess that's before Ravona or before. Um, the what's what are they calling him now? Um, Jesus. the Kang the Conqueror gets stabbed, right? So you, it is weird that he goes he to a different reality. He remains. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about, right? So to be clear, Andy gave probably the shittiest intro to a plot ever. I'm three seconds into the plot, and we're now talking about the end of episode, the final episode, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then my point would be this then. So. It, what are you talking about that yeah he's in a different timeline right when he comes back at the end of the episode when he jumps when loki jumps back and tries to go tell mobius right and he gets there and he runs up to mobius i didn't this isn't the same timeline he's from that's a new timeline that's a new the reality. tva the tva should be a constant there should be no multiple timeline tvas right. as to why that was reset it would be weird. but how would you how would i mean and it was reset. Things that they'll have to okay. explain I see, later you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah and and I only brought the end up now because you were bringing up your theory about the quantum realm. Which... I was just fucking around. You know me. I don't care about this shit. Let's talk about Superman. So Doesn't matter. Uh, shit. Fuck. Okay. That's interesting. Because, yeah, my thought, you're right. My thought had been, I'm sure, what they wanted me to think, which is that there's now infinite number of timelines. He's ju- It's like sliders. It's like which the Jerry O'Connell hit, hit TV show sliders. Yeah, but that, that would have happened after Ravona, or not Ravona, sorry. Uh, female Sylvie. Loki stabs Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie, thank you, thank you. Stabs Kang, right? Uh huh. Because that's when it starts to splinter off. So you would imagine that's when the realities shatter. But he's already been transported to what seems like the only reality of that one time, right? Because it's just saying. one that's ring. That's an interesting point, Tim Tam. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. But is it the point? Would the way to get around explaining eh, it doesn't really help, though, I guess. Since they're cutting off all the branches earlier and never letting it get past the red line, would that then that then that's the TVA for reality? Because there's only one reality. But now that there's multiple realities, there'd be multiple TVAs. That's interesting. What you're saying does make sense. The branches, as long as they haven't cut it, do exist. So it yeah. could be that he goes back to a branching uh, uh, well i guess but that would have already been branched because it branches when something crazy happens like you know loki stop hiding and self you also andy you're talking about tiktok do you see this other tiktok comparing uh the ending of loki from when she stabs him uh to the the end of uh, wandavision you all see this they lined no, him yeah. up or whatever. They lined him up. And so that when, if you, you find that TikTok, you know, just search. It'll be super simple. There's not that many TikToks. Uh, mm-hmm. When Sylvie stabs him, they played it concurrently. And it's starting it with uh, Wanda out on her porch with her, her tea or whatever. And then 
when she comes back in, does all her stuff, and then everything's happening in Loki. When uh, they see the branches cross the red lines in Loki, that's when she uh, in the when when she's doing all her weird stuff. Here's here's her brother, her kids. Oh, that's cool. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. And it's one of those things that I did not like fact check to make sure that that actually lines up that way. Maybe it was an edit, but I liked Keep it going. either way. And I, I, I also saw that video and it looked really cool. It's a right. fact now. It's a fact. We just now. knew a TikTok yeah. interview. No, but <laughs> this is something that I do think is interesting is all these shows happening like so close back to back to back. Like WandaVision was just a couple months ago that it came out. And we're talking about it. And like Corona obviously changed the plans of when things were like the order of everything. But like as disappointing as the ralph boner stuff was in wandavision like now it totally could just be a variant of quicksilver where what it is quick the evan peters we saw in wandavision still is a variant of quicksilver somehow and then the evan peters quicksilver still is a variant of it so i again this just continues to be mcu movies and shows kind of as they go on making issues we had with other ones make not make more sense but like feel better what do you think what do you think happened in that big meeting that they had where Kevin Feige sat down? Did you hear about this, Nick? Kevin Feige sat down anybody and everybody who's ever been involved and is gonna be involved and it's like we're setting the rules. All right. Rules like, of the multiverse. <laughs> these are the rules. All right. So everybody awesome. take your fucking notes out. <laughs> we got to cool. be on the same page so that nobody's kind of screwing stuff up for future movies or whatever. That's the you coolest think- thing ever. I wish I was there. But do you think they're going like full Disney where it's like, man, if you're if you're the character. You can't say you're the character. You're the character's friend. Uh, you know what I mean? You can't tweet and say Vin Diesel is sitting there being like, oh, Groot definitely didn't die. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you <laughs> you were, there. I thought you were going to so say that Groot you can't tweet that he was You Groot. know in Disneyland where you go to Disneyland, the character no, yeah. yeah. But that has nothing to do with what Andy just said. Oh, yeah? <laughs> All right, so Kevin, I'm sorry. Explain this to me. What yeah. happens in Disneyland to Groot and, and Vin Diesel? When you're there with Vin Diesel. <laughs> I want to know what it, what was he's, this point? I don't understand. He's doing, I don't, Kevin was starting off as the rules of when you're a Disneyland character, you don't sure. play Aladdin or Jasmine. You are their friends. Like you right. can't say that you are them because there's only ever one Aladdin or one Jasmine or one okay. whatever, you know? So like, I don't know or where Vin Kevin was. So I thought, to say I thought Andy was saying he put together all the actors and was like, Oh, no, I, I just think, the people no. that work on the show. No, I think he did, like, the producer. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was, like, anyone that has ever acted on MCU. He <laughs> so they bring together. him into the TVA, and they're <laughs> like, all right, Loki, you're a troublesome like, character. They sit down, Vin Diesel, and are like, listen, we need to explain to you the rules <laughs> of the multiverse. <laughs> and Vin just takes a fucking bong rep, and he's like, I'm going on Instagram. <laughs> So they drag Loki into the TVA and they strip him down and they make him walk through an Android detector and they make him sign over the paperwork for what he's ever done. And it's it's hilarious. It's great. Everybody's having a great time. You're watching this at home. You're going like, this is a great show. Can you believe we get to watch this right now from the comfort of our own, own homes? This is great. I'm pointing at nobody like, yeah, great show. <laughs> uh, eventually he gets in front of Ravona, who's, uh, you know, a T, a TVA judge or whatever. And she's all like, yeah, you suck. And he's like, no, the Avengers suck. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, they're time traveling. And she's like, they're supposed to time travel. You weren't supposed to get out. That's the big problem. Uh, so I'm afraid like you're going to, you know, you're going to be pruned or you're going to, she doesn't say that you're like, you're going to be, you're, you got trouble here. You're going to be in trouble here with us basically. Kind of thing. And this that is around here. We get introduced to Owen Wilson, Morbius, and you know, it's not Morbius. Morbius. A lot of people, a lot of people, and a lot of people like Andy have great theories that maybe Morbius and Mobius will work together in an upcoming multiverse picture. 
No. Right, Andy? Yes, this, Never this once thought that. Andy, give me the pitch. Give me the pitch, Andy. This is us? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Season four gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and so, yeah, you know, he starts interrogating him, looking for information, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. It's been a long time. Tim's seen it three times. Uh, and so they're talking about it, and they're, like, looking at, like, his life on the board or whatever. And, you know, look, he's trying to be a little jerk about it. Uh, Mobius won't have it. Finally, he's like, whatever, like, fuck you. And they walk away, and they walk back, and they walk away, and they're interrogating. It's good cop, and it's bad yeah, cop but- kind of stuff. And so eventually, I forget how, you know, Lo- Loki gets to go through his own future. Maybe they show him his own future, that he's supposed to die by Thanos, but he learns that he's gonna, Thanos is going to die. He watches the recording thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. And then he calls himself his friend, not to get Disney mad at him. And so then he he, he goes, oh, man, I'm going to die to Thanos. That sucks. And eventually he gets out somehow. I don't remember. And then he gets in and he runs around and he runs to the guy who was nice to him but isn't like a, a big guy. He's not he's not a Mobius guy, but he's, he's a little bit. We're going to call him Mini Mobius, all right? Pete the Mini Mobius, Mini Moby. <laughs> Mini Moby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he finds a bunch of Infinity Stones, and that's when he's like, wait, there's like – uh, is, is, it, there's so many infinity stones the guy's like yeah like you know n- your powers don't work here by the way nobody's powers work here like this place you know is weird and loki's like is this the most powerful thing on, in the universe And he's like kind of or whatever and so then you know they catch back up to him and he's like you're not you're in trouble and he's like no i'm ready to play fair i understand what's going on here i'll help you out and they're like great come with us we're gonna take you on a mission kind of thing and like what's the mission he's like and this is like the cliffhanger he's like no we're going after a we're going after a loki we're going after a variant like we're going after you it's like, oh my god that's fucking crazy Oh my god, that's fucking crazy! And then from there, it's like, all right, cool. Now we're out, and we're gonna go to uh, it, uh, one of these world-ending events or whatever, where all these people die. I don't call it that yet, but we'll eventually learn what it is, right? And so we go there, and uh, this is the hurricane, Tim. Do we go right there? No, no. We see the we see Sylvie, hooded Sylvie, uh-huh. before it's revealed she's Sylvie at the end of episode one, right? Where it's like uh-huh. her on that field with the oil, and then it's revealed that she's pruning. Oh, yeah. Pruning the we go to the renaissance line. fair right yeah that's the beginning of episode two that's where we're at now yeah cool okay so then yeah we're, in, we're at the renaissance fair and like they're kind of going in they they think they found her they're hunting her down because she's been going around pruning the timelines sure but it's not her but they go into a thing and they think it's going to be her and then she steals their bombs or she uses one of their bombs or something something Fucks that's them up. there's a bomb in a, in a, a hero in a, in a circus i know that part I and then she place. she mind fucks what's her face B eighty five or whatever. Yeah, B ninety five. She mind fucks one of them. Mm-hmm. Grabs C twenty, right? Forehead. Yeah. Anyways, oh, right. that happens, and uh, they're like, "All right, cool, uh, you did that." And when are we? Is this not the episode? Whatever. I don't know. We're doing this in fast motion. Whatever. They do all this shit. They do all that stuff. They start pie- piecing <laughs> together the world ending shit that they can do whatever they want there, and it won't matter. And so, like uh, Mobius and uh, Loki figure that out, and then they go to Pompeii, right, where there's mm-hmm. the, the Matsuvu is about to explode. Kevin, and they're, they're like, "Here Vuvius. we." Is. I'm sorry, Mount Mount Vuvu. Vuvu, everyone. And so they go there to Mount Vuvu and it's going to blow up or whatever. (laughs) And they're like, neat Okino, we can do whatever we want. Nothing matters. This is great. Guess what? Bam, we figured it out. This is where uh, the variant Loki is staying. Uh, They are inside of these uh, world ending events. That's how they're able to do stuff and stay off the TVA's radar. And they're like, great. Now we just need to find which one of these uh, things they're in or whatever, right? And so. Coolest concept of all time. Like when. Well, you already know that the concept is you are hiding in apocalypses, but when Sylvie spells it out like in episode four or whatever, I'm going from the 
end of worlds to end of worlds. It's like, that's the coolest shit of all I've ever heard. Like, that's, that's such dope. a cool Kojima-esque thing. Yep. And so we got that. We'll figure that out. They track it back that it's going to be it's this hurricane in like 2050, 2050. Um, and it's going to be this hurricane there. It's going to be at a Walmart, but it's like a Roxxon Mart or whatever, of course, calling out to other Marvel stuff. And cool. They go there and like they, all these people are going to die, but they can't tell them. And it's raining and there's a thunder clap outside. And Loki looks to the sky and it's because he's afraid of Thor. But that's a great movie. That was a little unspoken thing that I didn't know until I saw it on TikTok. Thanks, TikTok. Um, but they walk in and they're like, uh, Jiminy Christmas, this is sure as a hurricane, and Loki uses his powers to dry himself off. And I'm like, that's cool. And they walk around, and they're like, man, sure are a lot of things going on here. And they split up and stuff. Isn't this where he enchants B15? You all yes. said the Renaissance Fair, but it was here, right? Because C20 uh, okay. was the Renaissance Fair. B15 was in the Ross There you go. Park. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I apologize. You are correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what B20 goes uh, off a rocker, right? Because she remembers. It turns out so, everybody yes. when Sylvie C20. does this, you go, to, you get into a happy memory, and that's how she milks you for your information, right? Mm-hmm. Nick, I touch your head right now. What happy memory am I going to? Oh, man. No, don't ask. No. You sent me that picture of you. Sure, it looks not bad. I was going to say Twinkies and soda as a 10 year old nick or is just, just like can i be twinkie the kid can, I talk to last twinkie the kid? <laughs> <laughs> can you be what greg can i be twinkie the kid in this memory yeah sure what the hell is twinkie the kid did you just say andy oh, yeah. lord he's he's i twinkie. can't wait to see andy's face can't wait he's, the, he's the mascot of twinkies he has he's a twinkie hat. logo yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> He's a Twinkie Lord. Made his debut in se- 1971. What the fuck? Kevin, I need you to pull up Twinkie the Kid right now because I'll tell you right <laughs> now. Little bend- I want to see Greg Miller cosplay as him, and it might need some censoring, but <laughs> sure. I want it there's, to be um, comic accurate. There's Twinkie the Kid Twinkie is an anth- kid. He's an anthropomorph. Ads, abs right now. Anthropomorphized Twinkie appearing yeah. as a Wrangler. He wears mm-hmm. boots, gloves, and, and a kerchief. With just call it a handkerchief. Don't say kerchief. I hate that when you just call it a handkerchief. We know what that is. A kerchief, weird. A ten a gallon hat. Though you'd think is it like in your pocket. Uh, 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 what you said, I would know it would be around his neck because it's not bandana. It's called a bandana. Oh, okay, that's coming. not a real Twinkie the Kid photo. Uh, sorry, is that <laughs> I got a Twinkie the Kid official? That's him now. That's him now. That's not him now. That is you. There, there you, you go. You know, God. Trying to say how cool God. this is. Kevin goes out of his way to find this depressed Twinkie the Kid image. Let me tell you, if you're an audio Twinkie listener, man. you saved yourself that. Remember what Twinkie the Kid looks like in your head. Not what this deviant art thing looks like. Looks okay, like check this Twinkie out. the Corn Dog. This is a weird abs. part of the wiki that I just need to point out. And I, <laughs> I think we move on immediately because it says he appeared on product packaging and commercials and as related collectible merchandise, except for a brief period between 88 and 1990. What happened in those two years? <laughs> you know how it was. All these, it was grunge music was taken off, and like yeah. everybody thought they had to get different. They thought they had to get rough. They didn't understand the power of nostalgia. Right now, Andy, you go out there with a microphone on the street, right? You interview 100 people, 99 of them have great Twinkie the Kid memories, all right? I doubt it. I There's really one of them that's it. a baby and doesn't know anything, but he'll know about Twinkie the Kid one day. I assure you. Doubt it. Highly doubt it. And then. we're in the rocks cart yeah yeah yeah. we're there uh again this all right so this is where we got caught up uh 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 uh, sylvie who don't know sylvie yet keeps uh fighting from the shadows and enchanting different people around there and this is where she in in, you know enchants uh b15 and the b52s what is this 
Kevin. Oh God. Oh hey, this is actually kind of funny. Twinkie, <laughs> yeah, Twinkie and Ho Ho. Oh, it's, it's me and Kevin. It's Twinkie and Kid and Ho Ho oh, the, the other Kevin, kid. You're a Ho Ho now. <laughs> now was there a Ho Ho the kid? I don't know. Twinkie the kid. So. That's accurate. I like that. Why is Twinkie the? Why is Ho Ho's Robin Hood? Why is he dressed as a Robin Hood? <laughs> Oh, no, it's, it's probably you some know? stupid joke we had. It's God, <laughs> we are dumb. Um, so she eventually, yeah, en- enchants the B-52, and then she goes down, and Loki's fighting, or about to fight, and he's like, why don't you just show yourself or whatever? And then she shows herself, she comes out, she's Sylvie, and it's like, what? And at the same time, she had all these bombs that she had stolen from the TVA that she was going to set off at once, and that was going to be the big event. And so she sets off the big event, right? And the thing goes, and we see all the timelines start going crazy. And everybody at the TVA is like, all the timelines are going crazy. This will probably be the thing that totally ends everything we oh know in as in, in the world. And so they all run out of the TVA to come back to the Roxxon thing in the hurricane to then fight. And then while that happens, Sylvie uses this as her chance to go back to the TVA to fuck up the TVA and kill the time uh, who, guardians. What are the names? Keepers. Timekeepers. And uh, she leaves the door open and Loki looks at the door and then Owen Wilson, everybody. What? Okay. So I understand Twinkie the kid. Yeah. I understand now. <laughs> what is happening with I understand. Ho ho the Robin ha- Hood. Happy Ho Ho is his name. Happy Who is Ho-Ho. what do we call the cupcake man? Captain I, cupcake. Something. Captain what are those cupcakes? What, what are those cupcakes called? called? And then is he, uh, then over here, this magician is this magician hostess cream pie or uh, not cream pie, hostess pies or whatever. I think so, yeah. Remember those pies you get? He looks yeah. like a chicken. He I looks like a, those pies. A non purple version of that Grimace. McDonald's mascot Grimace. Yeah. Some fucking respect. Mm-hmm. He also looks so he looks deranged with those. Yeah, eyes. I could see that one being Nick. If anyone wants to redo that and add Nick. And I don't know. Let's say Greg for yeah. Captain. Greg can be Captain Ho Ho. I would like to be the deranged pie. Yeah, the, right. the, the magician. Because you I'll know what? That. On the far right, it could be Nick in his band uh, major outfit. Okay, well, drum major. You know, oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> it's insulting enough that they're gonna draw my face onto that thing. You didn't have to bring my high school career into this. You're gonna get the high unicorn. Career. And again, this is just where you feel bad because it's the same thing of like you know we'll get to Ghostbusters in review, but when I knew years before that they would bring back ghostbusters and they would do it all computer effects and stuff like that right you look at this quartet of cartoon treats <laughs> you look at the captain oh, you look yeah. at twinkie the kid right yeah. and you say damn they have personality they have they panache kevin on top of the twinkie the kid family there throw up put in 1988 mcdonald's <laughs> mascots all right Please. and you okay. show me mayor mccheese you show me the hamburger you show me the fry kids you show me the nuggets and i will show you whimsy and magic and the kids being able to believe that they can become anything they want. Now, what do they turn on when they see a McDonald's commercial? I don't know. An apple? <laughs> like Nobody's having no, they fun had the hot, in the McDonald's commercials. And if they are having fun, it's all fucking CG. It's not a man with a painted face talking to a little uh, Muppet McNugget. Yeah. It's not. All right? Wait, Look do you at not this remember, Do you not remember the hot hamburger? Yeah, that lasted for. T- I remember this because I brought it up recently, and they got rid of that. They said, yeah. "Not only are well, we not going to have a hamburger, we're not going to have a hot hamburger. We're just going to sell you food." You admit he was hot, Craig. Oh, I never denied it. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, you did. That was the whole conversation that we don't need to get into now. But I'm really pissed off that you're doing this. <laughs> Look at no, no. Stay zoomed in. Stay zoomed in. Go down, <laughs> over to the right, and then give me a full stop with Ronald centered. 
Look at how adorable the burger is and the milkshake or yeah. drink is. But they're, they're sadists. They're like, oh, tell me you me, don't want to fucking party with those guys. Don't eat that. Right? Now you go to McDonald's, they want to give you an apple slice and an orange juice. Get the fuck out of here. Remember the fucking play sets that were like scalding hot metal in the sun? Like we, we look and Kevin enhance on all the burgers there that the hamburger that is trying to steal, eat and that are sentient. You know what I mean? Those are the nuggets. I appreciate you down. (laughs) Look at these guys. Right. I got to get Andy. Is there anything more delicious to look at right now than a treasure chest full of sentient? Hamburgers. What and are these koosh balls to the left and right? Those are the fry guys. Those are the fry guys. Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny. Greg, did you, when you were a kid, did you somehow always burn your upper thigh on those play sets? It was oh always my, my upper yes. thigh. What are you talking about? Play sets? You stumble, you stumble, you know, you're up there. First off, yeah, you're inside of Mayor McCheese in the jail thing, and it's just baking in the sun. <laughs> like, so why hot. did you enter and now you're trapped? It's like, it was so hot. It's like a fucking biodome in there, man. It's got its own <laughs> little ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, the ho ho is named Happy Ho Ho. Yeah. The yeah, cupcake is Captain Cupcake, yeah, and the Ding Dong is King Ding Dong. So we're getting to the bottom of this. Go, we can go back to Loki. I would like. They, to be just, King there's Ding a lot of them. Just by the King way, Dong. there's way more. There's way more. <laughs> Ding Dong. Uh, yeah. I said we should move on, but then I added King Dong. Yeah. King Dong. She teleports away. Mobius runs up, and he's like, "No, Loki, don't do it." And Loki's like, "Shrug," and he runs through the thing, and they're like, "No." And then we just never pick up the thing about the bombs going off. The thing—they didn't do anything. They looked like they were doing it, but the TVA were able to stop it. So, diversion was a diversion, Craig. I know, I know, but we're we're never going to solve what the what happened, and you know what I mean. Like everybody's real pissed about this on the internet, you know what I mean. And so uh, they go in there, they go to the TVA now, right? And they're bopping around the TVA, they run around looking for shit, and eventually they run into Ramona, right? Ravona, Ravona Ramona Flowers, or yeah. somebody here. Mm-hmm. And this is where they real, have the conversation. Quick, of like, do you even remember what you did to me? Yeah. I do want to say, like, without brushing past and without going too deep into what you just said about the the time bomb stuff, if anybody has a deeper understanding than I do, I'm struggling to understand what the plan was of bombing all the things with these reset bombs because it would just bring things back to where they were going to be anyway. So if anyone has insight, let me know in the comments, and we'll I'll have Wait, a good time with you. Kevin scuttled back. He's got something to say. Weren't they uh, essentially making it so all the TVA agents had to go out and try to fix things. Yes, but like so they what was... emptied out. They empty but... out the TVA. Like if you're gonna create, let's say, let's talk Fast and Furious Five, right? They yeah. um, they want to steal the what is it? The vault. I understand safe why from she the did police it. station. <clears throat> they got all the cops out. Remember, they mm-hmm. called and they were like, "It's Jaws." I don't remember what they said, but all the cops were yeah, out. Man. That way, they can come in and sneak in, right? Yes. But why did they need so to all leave? Can, so that she can go in and kill the timekeepers. No, I understand, I understand that part. Okay, let's continue. Well, I, I don't get what Kevin's you're asking. About. No, no, Kevin, he's asking why did all of the TVA people have to leave the TVA to go to do this job where all these bombs are going off? The way the show sets up the rules of the bombs, her bombing the timeline didn't make sense. And I want to understand. The bombs what affect they were doing. everyone equally. It doesn't matter if you're like, right? Like if someone, the bomb goes off when like someone who's in the correct timeline it would still fuck him up and send him to the like end of time the bombs went off inside of the store right the bombs went off everywhere andy they were 
appearing back at the TVA. I always forgot what happened there. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm as equally as confused. Remember the song? <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me by the Gat Band. Come on. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought he was going to bring up Rock and Robin. <laughs> what a jam! I'm hold on before I even go further. I got to like this song. I got to listen to this yeah. in full later on. Right? Good, 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 God good, damn, good. man! And look at this. Look at how happy they are to be the Gap Band, Candy. That's it. There it is. Here we are. We are at the end of episode two with her teleporting away. Yeah. They went through the hole. They're in there now. They're all doing the thing. Um, you know, she's running around. This is when they ran into Ramona Flowers. And she's like, what up, man? And she's like, you did this to me and you ruined my life or whatever. And she's like, I don't remember. No, is this where you No, this isn't that I don't remember. You. doesn't matter. They get the thing. They get the temp pad. They shoot off to Lamentis. They're like, and Loki's like, I saved us. Yeah, what do you got? Hey, real quick. So when all those bombs went off, they created new timelines because they fucked things up. So the TVA has to go before the time goes off and, like, get rid of the time bombs so the time bombs don't go off. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess it sucks, but all right. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a whatever plan, but she just wanted to empty out the TVA. <laughs> We're the girl that changed my world. Have you were you the girl the for lyrics? me. You lit the fuse. I stand accused. You were you? the first for me. Oh. But you turned me out, baby. You dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> baby, <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me. I'm, this is one of those things where, you know, like a lot of times people are like, oh, man, Andy, I know you heard this once. You heard it twice. You know, you sync up Dark Side of the Moon. You watch Wizard of Oz. It's a whole thing. This mm. might be, this song might sync up with Loki. That's right said. You were the girl that changed my world. You were the girl for me. You lit the fuse. I stand accused. You were the first for me. A lot of Wizard of Oz references in this show. No, no, I'm not. I'm not making a Wizard of Oz reference. I'm asking, you know, did the did these lyrics inspire uh, Loki? You know, because that because you were the girl Sylvie that changed my world. Loki, you boy. were the girl Can for I make me. It any more obvious? You lit the fuse. We were just talking about the bombs. I stand accused. He was accused of all this variant stuff. Is anyone else concerned? You were the about first Nick? for me. This is the oh, first time they ever fell in love. You wore my thrills. You wore my pills. You dropped a bomb on me. I think you might be onto something. Just like Greg. Adam and Eve said, make, make the TikTok free. here so other podcast episodes can refer to this. Oh, yeah, I saw some TikTok. There was this random song I've never heard of, and apparently it matches up perfectly, except it doesn't at all. I'm not going to look, though. It doesn't matter. I do want to interrupt the whole show with this. Is it a wig? I don't know. Uh, Wigging out with Scarpino. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino. I stepped away for a second. Oh, wow. I answer a question for my wife and give me a little bit of a beef jerky, but I'm just going to go into it. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's hair in this is absolutely terrible. It is the worst what? thing ever. And I don't think it's a wig. I think it's terrible. extensions. And I think it Andy, is a wig. If we could have, if we could have, is it a wig? Yeah. Okay, I don't it's know. terrible. It's absolutely atrocious. I don't know why they wouldn't Was just it? let him have his hair. Let him, like do a thing where they cut the hair. It's like Natalie Portman from V for Vendetta. Yeah, it's obsession with hair. With or is this wig better than the one in Ragnarok? I would say yes, because I hated his Tommy Wiseau really curly, wavy hair in the back. I like when it's I, a little straighter of a of a of a curl in the back. You know, I don't, I don't I like it all wavy. An A B test of Ragnarok hair versus Loki hair, but either way, you can tell Kevin when you run. The hair never quite looks right. It doesn't get the right bounce. The air doesn't yeah, go through not, it the right way. There's so much happening, though, every and, time and you ran. 
I'll tell you what, it takes me out of it completely. That's why I give this a 7 out of 10 instead of an 8 out of 10. Before okay. we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. Jesus Christ. This podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies believes that your comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about being comfortable in your skin. And when you're truly comfortable, you get a slam dunk kind of feeling, you know? That's right, MeUndies and Space Jam are bringing you new undies. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I only wear MeUndies. A long time ago, I found out how comfortable they were, threw away the rest of my underwear, and only buy MeUndies. I still do to this day. And the Space Jam one is interesting for people like Blessing. Uh, MeUndies' new Space Jam print features Bugs Money, Daffy Duck, and other iconic characters who are all tuned up and ready for a rematch. Me undies are made from micromodal fabric, which is not only soft but breathable, light, and impossibly cozy. Check out their new Space Jam collection in the softest undies, socks, bralettes, dog hoodies, and loungewear available in sizes XS to 4XL. Here's your chance, do your dance, to score their new collection before the clock runs out. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Up next is Canva. We've talked about Canva a lot, ladies and gentlemen. If you are making things on the internet and you need video, you need audio, you need Canva Pro, Tim has been using it, Roger's been using it, Nick has been using it. Anybody who's not just screaming into a microphone all day like me at Kind of Funny is using it to make our stuff better. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kindoffunny to get your free 45-day day extended trial that's c-a-n-v-a dot me m-e uh slash kind of funny canva dot me slash kind of funny and our final sponsor of the day is upstart if you're carrying a credit balance month after month it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive the funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how. Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KFMB. That's upstart.com slash KFMB. Don't forget to use our URL so that they know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your application. Go to upstart.com slash KFMB. This might be one of the worst episodes of the interview. <laughs> I'm having a great time. What I came in doing? with such high hopes, guys. My energy was like tip top, ready to go, and here we are. Here we are. It's okay. I, well, there's still still time for it to to pick up, make some more sense. Uh, audio listeners, Greg is currently making the TikTok that Tim told him to make. So mm-hmm. that's on you, Tim. You cannot blame yeah, him for this. I, yep, my um, he is currently explaining to the TikTok audience his. <laughs> I dropped a bomb on you or whatever the lyric is for that song and how it may have influenced the events of Loki. He's still going. <laughs> it's a, here's the problem is that there's a three minute limit on TikToks now. So he may be going the full three minutes and I'm kind of worried about it. 
And he's back, everybody. I made the TikTok. I made the TikTok. Yeah, we know. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. So here we are. Lamentous Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. A moon being crushed by a planet. They are at what Sylvie calls the worst of all the apocalyptic events. Right. This is one with no survivors. The moon's going to crash in. It's going to, everybody's going to die. It's the end of the world kind of thing. Right. And they decide, you know what? There's a spaceship that's going to be getting off this rock. We should keep up with them. There's a tra- And they do a thing where they were like, you know, they, they bicker for a while and run around and they eventually go to like an old woman's house. Right. Remember? Oh, yeah. And, and like, they're not like, worried at all by these meteors. These meteors are just not a concern. Well, they whatsoever. were super worried when they first got there. You know what I mean? They were, but like as they go on, they're just strolling. And it's supposed to look like this big art piece of like just two two lonely wanderers as the universe is crumbling in on itself. And like I would just be I would, like my eyes would not leave the sky. Yeah, well, they're not in the very beginning when they like hide from stuff and she tries to enchant Loki and we find out she can't choke enchant Loki. Um, I think we expected they, they were more worried about stuff there. And then only when it was, you know, for the plot, they needed to be worried. about. Right. Stuff. right. Anyways, they, they run around. They can't find anybody. They run to this old woman's house. She blasts them each. She starts blasting. Uh, you know, there was a cool thing where, you know, she they tried to make uh, them look like uh, her husband or whatever. And she's like, I hate my husband. Uh, eventually, though, she's like, listen, <laughs> there's there's a fucking thing leaving. They're all trying to get like, oh, OK. So they run over there and they want to get on the trains. So they have to. They're like, oh, how are we get on the train? They get on the, the thing, the train, the, the spaceship. And or the train to get on the spaceship, and so they get on there, acting like uh, you know, Loki's acting like he's one of the guards, and Sylvie's her, his prisoner, and then they get on there and they sit in the bar cart, and uh, you know they start, you know, Sylvie she's not opening up to Loki, she's not. This is where they anything. fall in love, pretty much. Okay. You know, now this is still like this is still cheer season one, like they the our first part they hate all the, the first, seeds are being planted, all the, the seeds, seeds are being planted. planted. I'm not arguing yeah. that. This is the first time that they're like they work in tangent to make things happen because he keeps trying to do stuff by just disguising himself and it isn't until like she gets in there and mind controls people right to get onto the train it wasn't enough that he was disguised she also had to like okay it with someone else yeah so it's fun to see them they're like oh look their powers are complimentary sure eventually yeah they sit down though and you know loki opens up to her but she won't open up to loki and then uh you know well we gotta rest because we're coming up and he's like you rest your way i'll rest mine so she takes a nap and then she eventually wakes up and loki's been drinking and he's drunk and he's having a great time with everybody and i love this he's singing he's singing an old song of asgard's gone by you know what i mean and so uh eventually hammered. Uh, hammered andy and so eventually guards come in and they're like hey you're not supposed to be here. And so they get in a big fight or whatever, and they all they all brawl. And then eventually uh, Loki gets thrown out the window, right? And Sylvie goes out the window, and they're both outside the window. And so they're there, and they're like, all right, you know, now we got to keep walking. So they walk the whole way, and they get to uh, uh, where the rocket's launching from, and they've got to do something else. There's something else they do around the town. But they're looking around the town for whatever that is, and then all hell starts breaking loose, and the, the rocks are hitting, and there's like a riot, and they're running around. This is where, like, it looked like they were just on a very small green screen because they kept running like two feet and then stopping and then running two feet and stopping. Eventually, though, they make their way around like they're going to go get on the big the big spaceship and the big spaceship explodes. And then that's the cliffhanger for that episode. Loki, you know, oh, and so and you're like, they're away. done. There's no there's no shot. What are they going to do? 
Yeah, you didn't know this was the final one, right? You mm-hmm. didn't realize this was like the end of the whole the whole shebang. I thought there was more episodes, but there are more episodes. And so this episode we, was great because it has the it, it really is the beginning of their love of the two of them together, and really kind of that whole love is a dagger speech and all that stuff. And I thought that it really is an example of where these shows are shining, which is the character moments and kind of developing established characters and new characters to become beloved characters. And so uh, we open the next episode with uh, them kind of lamenting that it's the end of the world or whatever. And they sit there and she opens up to him here, right? And we get our backstory of her just being a little female Loki on Asgard, playing with her toys. And the TVA shows up and takes her and we see her go through, Sylvie go through the whole thing. Um, And then they touch hands, right? And that causes a huge spike on the to- the TVA's uh, radar. And they're like, and Mobius has been watching. He's like, that's not nothing. So he goes there uh, with everybody. They get uh, Loki and Sylvie out. They put Loki and Sylvie in different uh, uh, interrogation rooms once they get there. Um, and so they start into it, right, of what's going on. And, you know, Loki won't say anything. So they put him in a time loop. This is where uh, Lady Siv shows up, right? And, uh, you know, it's this memory of Loki cutting her hair and her telling him over and over again that he'll always be alone because, you know, he's unlovable or whatever. and Nobody likes him. Which is a story from mythology. Mm. Not the comic. Oh, really? Mm. Man, Tim aced his mythology class. Watch a lot oh. of YouTube videos oh, okay. <laughs> about this stuff. <laughs> Shout out to new rock stars. Um, similarly, right, uh, Sylvie is in her interrogation room. Uh, they, the uh, Renslayer won't let uh, Mobius go over there and talk to her. Um, and it's weird that she won't. Um, eventually, though, uh, Sylvie gets into B-52's mind, right? And is and yeah, 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 no, no, she by request gets into B-52's mind, right? right? B-52 takes her back to the hurricane, so that way they'll be off the grid. And is like, what was that all about? Like, is that you know, you no, know, it's a real thing, like you're all variants, and this is a memory. So she puts her back in the memory in just a really cool scene where we don't get to see what B-52's seeing, but we get to see her facial reaction. I said B-52, thank you, Kevin. Amazing um, performance, so good, crying right. in the rain, always yeah. good, but she nailed it. I mean, in terms of uh, performances from this actress, it's sadly number two. The first, of course, is her in Batman v Superman. You know what I mean? When she said, I don't even think he answers to God when she was talking about Superman, how he burned down the village. Don't, just don't, to head don't even remember that. Line. No, just but from, like, oh, the you, you where... do, Andy. You do, actually. She's Classic the one who testified line. in front of uh, Congress to set off the entire fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. I guess your you review really matters. To dial it back uh, to Kid Twinkie in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> I, I she does have the moment where somebody asks her like what she, what did you see and she was like I was happy and it's yeah. just like oh shit so good I that's happy, really yeah. good act, acting um and so finally yeah you know Mobius pops into the time loop or whatever and he lets on they get more of this in a you know, thing and it's you know Loki accidentally reveals you know through his emotions that he cares about Sylvie and what you know Mobius lies says she got pruned already um and then it's like she didn't get pruned you like her they go back and forth with that thing um uh you know uh, uh, uh Ramona Flowers she shows up in, in Sylvie's interrogation room and she's like why are you wet but she figures it out and then B52 is on the run now and so then it's like okay cool the time slayers want to see every or not time slayers uh timekeepers want to see everybody right sentence Greg just said Ramona Flowers walks in and asks B52 why are you wet <laughs> oh. great 
great. Ask Sylvie why B-52 is missing. Um, they take him to see the timekeepers, and they're actually there. All three of them are there, uh, looking like weird uh, animatronic toads or whatever. Uh, and they all, all have voice much- by Jonathan Majors. Who's Jonathan Majors? Kang. Wow, really? At the end. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's very, very cool. I do want to give them less credit just because, like, their voices were terrible and, like, you could barely hear it, what they were that saying. That was pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. But that's not his fault. That's the sound mix fault. Um, I blame him directly. Okay. Wow. Sorry, Jonathan. It's his fault. Kevin rules with an iron fist, all right? And you either get out of the way or you get crushed by that fist. So, sorry, Jonathan, you've been crushed. Um, everybody, please write him fan mail that says Kevin has crushed you um and so you know they talk for a while and then sylvie throws her sword at the timekeepers and its head gets chopped off and it's a robot and she's like they were just robots and then or did all they fought already this is where they they, yeah they were gonna get pruned or whatever b52 walked in and she's like how about one of these and tosses the swords to uh, to sylvie she's like thanks b52 and she's like love shack and she leaves but then they fight everybody and everybody's fucking fighting around there and shit and uh yeah you know uh you know loki's doing stuff and he's giving him the business he got stabbed at one point somebody's got a spear or some shit uh but eventually yeah they knock everybody down she throws the sword cuts off the head i thought we we're gonna get some answers blah, blah blah loki's like it doesn't matter we'll figure it out by the way i she's like i know i've never done this before i really i and he gets he gets you know pruned from behind by ramona flowers and sylvie's like oh my god and then sylvie you know then does some like does some you know a ray mysterio kind of shit and then she gets the thing and, she, and she's like you're gonna tell me everything and that's where that ends in their thing right and then one thing you missed there is mobius got pruned during the fight right 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 thank you very much and and then yeah, the other thing that I thought you were referencing earlier with uh, references to old stuff, but the way that Loki gets stabbed in the back with the thing is like shot for shot the way Loki stabs Coulson in Avengers One. Mm. Oh wow, nice. Uh, and then Loki wakes up uh, where we don't know, but guess what? There are four other Lokis there. There's a Loki with a hammer. There's a young Loki. There's a classic Yoki and alligator Loki. And we're like, oh, variants. We need that in between every coolest song. God damn it. That would have been cool. Um, so then we, you know, it's uh, Ramona Flowers uh, getting interrogated by Sylvie, but she's not giving her all the information. And she's like, yeah, you know, he got pruned. Uh, he gets sent to the void at the end of the time. What happens over there? I don't know what happens to him. This is what goes on over there. What do you want me to do about it? We go over there. And it's Loki hanging out with the other Lokis, and we get some fun uh, Loki on Loki action over here while they run from the big dragon in the sky. Uh, they go back to a bowling alley, and they're talking there and hanging out, and they're all telling us different stories, which I really liked. They're about killing Thor or doing whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's really good. Oh, we we passed a frog voiced by Chris Hemsworth at one point in one of these scenes. Um, and there's Easter eggs and things littered all over uh, this hellscape they live in at the end of time, right? There's the Thanos copter. Uh, there's uh, pizza trucks people care about. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Pizza cars, I guess. Not cars made of pizzas, but pizza you cars. You see the pizza deliver. planet. Yeah, the pizza planet truck. Um, and so, yeah, that's all happening there. Um, and then, yeah, uh, uh, Sylvie's like, oh, she talks to Ramona Flowers for a little bit. Ramona Flowers doesn't remember anything. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, she's cagey about information. Uh, so eventually, Sylvie prunes herself to come over there and find Loki. 
Uh, meanwhile, back with the at Loki HQ, uh, all the Lokis <laughs> are there. They're having a great time, and then President Loki shows up with a bunch of like biker gang Lokis, and then a giant Loki, Loki on Loki on Loki on Loki on Loki fight breaks out, and then uh, Sylvia arrives and she gets picked up by Owen Wilson in the pizza car, and he's like, "All right, let's go." And then the fucking dragon thing's chasing him, but the dragon's just a cloud. And I know what you're thinking, so you're just telling me it's Parallax from the Green Lantern movie, and I'm not telling you that. That'd be a stupid thing to say. And so while oh. they're doing that though, Sylvia's like, "Wait a second, she almost enchants it by accident." She's like, "Oh man, I can enchant this uh, fucking cloud. That's not nothing like the Parallax." from green lantern movie with ryan reynolds and so they could drive over there and they're like that's neat and so then uh you know uh eventually loki and some of the other lokis get out and they're like walking like oh cool this is neat and it sucks that lokis are so bad to each other but maybe we're not here to lose maybe we're here to you know do the thing and there's one better than us and her name's Sylvie. and so then they drive up on them and they're like oh, ready to fight and they're like oh no it's you and it's you and that's cool and so they go and they start hanging out together and you get the great scene where uh owen wilson's hanging out with the lokis and he's like you know what a crazy thing and like this is loki and that's loki and he's like what about that and he's like you know that'd be on par for a loki which makes it thing like loki 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 and you're like this is cool i like this loki loki and so they're having a great time and then sylvie and loki they're outside and they're loki it up too and you know loki makes a little little uh, green thing for him and then he makes a little bit bigger for her and they're like you know they're having their moment or whatever like this is cool loki loki love story and so then it's like all right cool how do we get out of here nobody really knows and then i was like wait a second i bet at the center of the not parallax parallax thing we could go in there if we enchanted it and we could find uh the timekeeper man and then we would know what's up and we kill him and then we could be him and then we could do it we'll just be free of him and then everything will be great again we can kill the tva tva will die you know sylvie this has been your entire life this is what you've been chasing we could loki loki it up get out of here we can figure this it can be done done for loki loki literature club there uh, you go wednesday and so uh they're like cool let's do it and they run over there to do it and they're like we're gonna do it against the old dragon uh, parallax man here uh, I love the part about 30 minutes ago in this episode, by the way, not this episode, but the episode of the show we're talking about right now where uh, President Loki got his hand bit off by Alligator Loki. That was fun. Um, was so they drive, they drive over there and like it's time to go. And so she starts trying to enchant them and all the other Lokis are distracting them. Oh, she already knew that like uh, Loki Loki had to be with her. So Loki Loki holding. played Captain Hook in some version of Peter Pan. It was animated, but it was true. So was this a reference? Does it fucking matter? I don't know. What are you Just giving you the facts? Just about? giving yeah. you the fact. The alligator fighting off the hand. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh yeah, the, the clock. And so uh, Loki Loki and Sylvie Loki have to hold hands while the other Loki Lokis fight. And so they're all fighting the thing, distracting the dragon man. And then they're like, we can do this, but we have to, you know, envision enchanting it. We got envision it. And he's like, I can't do it. And she's like, yeah, you can. You're strong enough. And he's like, okay, babe. And so they're sitting there holding hands <laughs> trying to do it. And then all the other Lokis are doing stuff and they're getting wiped out, you know, by the dragon man. And then finally classic Loki's like, I'm going to make Asgard to really distract him. So he makes an Asgard out of it really quick. Glorious purpose. He gets smushed. Um, It comes down to, you know, just being a Loki and Sylvie. And so like the thing's coming at him and then the last possible second, boom, they, they do it. And we see this little like portal opened up to a little floating world or whatever. It turns green. That's how, and that's where it, and so like, now we got to go in, they got to go inside the thing or whatever. Andy hit the song. So cool. And so then now, okay, cool. They, you know, we open up the next episode. They're approaching the Citadel Tower Castle thing. And so they get in there, and you know, uh Miss Minutes shows up, right? And she's like, he's waiting for you, y'all. And they're like, oh man, cool. Jump scare of all damn time, man. And so they get closer and closer, and they're expecting like, you know, some big bad or whatever, and the doors open up, and it's just a chill dude with an apple. 
And he's just being super chill about it. And he tells him to get on the elevator and we'll go down. Not even a threatening way. Come on the elevator. I'll tell you all about it. And he's they're like, okay. And they get on there and then they start trying to make moves on him. But he's just zapping all around. Boop, 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 boop. Still eating his apple. And so then he sits down and he starts laying it out. And they keep trying to kill him. But he keeps boop, boop, booping around. And he's like, listen, I just know everything, right? Like I am uh, he who remains. Uh, I uh, f- have been here for like ever. Time moves different than the quantum realm, remember? We'll, we'll pick up with this in Ant-Man. I've been here for eons. Like, yeah. dang, dude. He knows everything. How does he think he knows? He's got a little device on his hand that he can control everything with um and yeah like basically what happened is that there was already a uh multi-dimensional war uh one of his variants had figured him he had figured it out one of his other variants figured out at the same time that there was a multiverse they came through and met each other everything was chill they found some more people everybody was chill they kept like expanding and going off each other's technology and like really bringing in you know the golden era uh nick talks so much about and so then though eventually guess what they find a bad version and then it's a war and everything's going crazy and so i also love how he's telling this story and we see yet another way that marvel shows uh certain not species obviously because he's still human but another way of how they show their technology like uh, earlier movies had holograms and they show how black panther had their tech where it's like Mm -hmm. things pop out of the almost like sand kind of looking thing and then his is like this whatever the hell technology it even is it's just so cool to see different iterations of how different sort of timelines have different cool tech and so yeah he lays it out like you know basically he's made this sacred timeline here that will keep uh the multiverse from happening and that means that there won't be inner uh, inner multi-dimensional war that would collapse upon itself and kill everybody and like destroy everything and ruin everything and loki's like and he's like here's what i want to do basically i'm old i've been doing this a long time this is a young man's game uh i'd like to retire and you guys take over and you just make sure the timelines don't you know you can run the tva however you want you can do whatever you want but like you got to just make sure that this doesn't happen otherwise it'll it's inevitable that more of me will show up and we will have this war and we will have this whole destruction happen and loki wants to hear it out and think about it sylvie does not um eventually we hit the point where he uh the he who remains is like that's it we've crossed the threshold like i don't know what happens from here this is as far as i've ever been able to see which is cool and so then he's enjoying watching the great performance yeah i mean amazing performance the idea that this is just such a long monologue and you are to sit there and kind of just absorb all the information and not at any at no point did i get kind of bored by any of it because it's just so well performed uh i i don't disagree with nick from back when we did the reacts that Maybe it could have been shot a little bit different, but it's still the performance was so captivating that you kind of forget you're listening to a long monologue because it's also interesting and so well performed. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that I think the interesting the, what he's saying is the most interesting aspect of it all. I think uh, um, the fact that he's wrapping it up and kind of laying it all out for you is always kind of a fun thing. To, and then just the fact that it, the actual plan, the actual concept behind it is cool um, really goes a long way for that scene, too. And so uh, Loki and Sylvie start fighting while talking about it and trying to figure this out. And, you know, this is uh, Sylvie's whole life. This has been her whole existence to get to this point. She wants everybody to have free will. She doesn't want it to be predestined in some kind of sacred timeline. Loki isn't necessarily against that. He just wants to slow down and talk this out and figure this out. Uh, But they fight, 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 and they fight, fight, fight. Eventually, though... um, uh she's about she he stops fighting and she could kill him but she doesn't they kiss but then she throws him through the portal right that we were talking about earlier that was a good call about the before everything branches 
throws him through the portals and back to the TVA. Then she gets over to he who remains and decides she's going to kill him or whatever. And she does. And then he has got that great line of see you soon, which I fucking love. I'm like, cause he knows so he's, you're about to get more of me and it's going to get really hairy up in this piece. Um, and What's so, that part of the conversation where he's like, grow up Sylvie. Like, I just love that delivery. He's so goddamn good in that part. Cause it's so it's played. So kind of even keel and chill and the way that I, it's played in a way that I love villains to be played just very calm and controlled. And then he kind of blows up at her and be like, look, this is the fucking fact of it. Like, you know, you think that I'm lying about this stuff, but yeah, I'll see you soon. What a dope ass moment. Super Willy Wonka. Yeah. 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 He didn't like the snozzberries. Um, So look, we, then we pick, she, he's dead. We see the timeline spread, splitting off into a million different things. Uh, we then get to see at the TVA, them seeing all the timelines split off. They're like, what the fuck is going on? It's Mobius in B-52. What the fuck is going on? And then Loki gets popped into the TVA. He runs over to them. He's like, "It's it, this is happening and there's going to be a war and we need to get prep everybody right now. It's going to be crazy. And he's talking a mile a minute and Mobius is like, slow down, slow down. You're an analyst, right? And Loki's like, what do you mean? He's like, you're an analyst, right? What's your name? And Loki realizes that they don't know him. I wish I thought meant they were in another timeline, but there have been interesting points raised about the TVA and timelines in this episode. Mm-hmm. And he looks around and sees uh, a statue of he who remains rather than uh, the timekeepers, which was what was there before. And uh, then wow. we get. Wow. So cool. Yeah. And then we get, you know, Loki will return in season two. Uh, just to add a little bit more to the theory time Please stuff. Do- um, this is one of those things that there is an answer to. It is just people pointing out some cool observations. But in the beginning of this episode, we see that cool, fun timeline thing of it going through the galaxy to the universe to whatever. And we're hearing all the lines of our real life stuff, but also mixed with MCU stuff. The very first shot is it, it kind of goes from our galaxy out and it looks like it goes out through like a black hole and then into a different black hole, into a different place. Oh, interesting. Everything, everything in the first bit is all things that we've known from the MCU so far. Everything in the second one is from the newer MCU stuff. And so it's kind of like potentially questioning where the time break is, like when when the multiverse shatters. Like, is that all happening in this second thing, which would then explain where another TVA could come from? Because it is a completely separate plane of all of this. And that it's really kind of trying to define where in the actual MCU timeline we know, in the sacred timeline do we know, when did that break happen so far? Like, what shows would that have affected? Because we hear the lines of, uh, what is grief if not love persevering? And things like that in the second one, mm. as opposed mm. to the first, which would change the lineup of what you're talking about, Greg, of matching up with the kids with Wanda. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly. But like, it's all, we don't have enough uh, timeline stuff of things that have happened post Endgame to be able to prove or disprove. But theoretically, Spider-Man Far From Home is the furthest we've had so far from Endgame in the, okay. the chron- chronology of everything. So potentially the multiverse shattering could have already happened even during Far From Home. So the Jake Gyllenhaal talking about multiverse stuff, it's like that could be based on some type of facts more so than we even already thought. But Can, can you just call Feige, Greg? Can you just call up Kevin Feige? Ask him some questions. I'll try. All right. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review.
You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Z Pole 6 did. Loki stole the cube, then it was Loki times two. Kang, we'll see you soon. Garrett says, acting was awesome. That finale was insane. Missing those jet skis. We'll get the goddamn jet skis one day. It'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, Will it be too late, though? That's my worry, No, because when they fix this all up and Mobius and everybody's happy, they can do it there. Okay. Yeah, we also didn't get a Sylvie upgrade or costume upgrade that was teased in episode five. So we'll get Mm. that sometime. I'm stoked about it. Uh, Brandon Monforte says, Sylvie set us free. Get Mobius a jet ski? Where is Kid Loki? That's another interesting question. What is up with Kid Loki? Uh, Zade Wilson says, a vain, greedy prince must lose the life he had known. Sees his flaws evinced. I don't even know that word. Uh, but change will, sur- change will surface in his friends he finds his true glorious purpose. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Burton said, yeah, I liked Loki. It's pretty okie-dokie. Needed <laughs> <laughs> more jet ski. I love that yes. he wrote that whole haiku just because Okie Dokie <laughs> rides with Loki. And then, of course, Miscellaneous writes the plot in haiku with the Tesseract has too much of an impact. TVA attack finds his variant when some alone time is spent. A Nexus event banished wow. to the void with himself. He gets annoyed. It must be destroyed. True feeling surface. Eliath makes them nervous. Glorious purpose. Meet he who remains holding multiversal reigns, but he can't sustain options he displays rift is torn and then she slays for all time always, always. god damn hey, a miscellaneous god the game damn. you'll love to see it now andy hit me with that ragu bagu please ragu bagu what's up everybody welcome to rad guys talk bad oh, no. guys the podcast within a podcast where we you rank are. all the villains of the marvel cinematic universe paired up with some other things uh as you know ladies and gentlemen we have currently 39 entries on the list we I need to decide where the tva and ramona flowers are going we will start we should bring this list to best yeah always Number try eight. a campaign for this kevin you said it last time and i saw a small groundswell of support behind you but i didn't see enough about it anyway. <laughs> you know what i mean so folks, and I remember of course kevin remember what we're here to do show i me. am excuse me Tim, can i make my case you, i mean you can make your case sure i want before we get wild here and start pruning the list start trying to dial the show back make it shorter remember our role in people's daily lives we're here to distract them from just the nightmares that are around every corner the longer this podcast is on the more they aren't turning on the radio to find out about the fucking michelin variant that's going to get us all the more they aren't over there talking to their spouse who's yak 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 and about having to go to the old mother-in-laws this weekend all right and the more we're talking the less they have to hear the mechanics say we found out what's wrong with your engine there was a seven year inside it all right <laughs> we're here to protect you ladies and gentlemen yes i'm with greg for all time always but here's what i propose and i want to do it in this episode because we all need to be in a better content mood boys to be able to have fun like this but at some point soon i want to do uh come up with tears for ragu bagu i didn't try to prune shit i want to keep it all there but i want to come up with a tier list so that yeah. we can all kind of start it off being like 
I th- like depending on where we think as a group started. So we don't need to read the entire tier list. four. Yeah. And then you be like, read cool, my mind. What's tier three. We can start to go. We can decide where it goes. And then at the end, we read the whole list because Greg is right. We were making content that these people deserve and we can't get rid of the Ragu Bagu volume one list. That would be insane. I, I was going to say, let's do the three fingered tier as the introductory point. And in those, they have sub lists, but it's, it's, I'd like to say this. I don't think it is ever too late to turn around the energy of a podcast. All right. (laughs) So if you're telling me right now, while we are doing MCU in review and while we are doing Ragu Bagu, the podcast within a podcast, you want to go one more level down and do a podcast within a podcast within a podcast, then I say sign me up. Everybody costume change. All right. We back here in four minutes, baby. Let's go. Not doing a costume change. Not doing it. Oh, shit. Okay. You know what? There he is. Greg's right. Andy's just gone. Andy's never coming back. There it is. There it is. Nick, get on board. Get on board or get out of the way of Kevin's fist, all right? Yes, the Beanie yeah, we Boys. <laughs> We've done it, everybody. We have done it. We are with, we are a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast within a podcast we call Circumcising Ragu. <laughs> I cleared my mind. That's where it went. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Hispanic heartthrob. <laughs> Hispanic heartthrob. <laughs> His <laughs> manic heartthrob, Texas Street Latino <laughs> heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting headshot, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I'm about to make the first tweet in about two years on the Ragu Bagu account, baby. Oh. <laughs> He's got the best glasses on the panel. He's the glue, Kevin Coelho. Andy, can it just be we're back? No, it's circumcising Ragu Bagu. <laughs> Forbes 30 that's under better, 30. Better. AKA the second best baby blues in San Francisco. AKA the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Oh, I can't wait for this, baby. Let's do it. And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Andy, who, how many followers do we have on the Ragu Bagu uh, account? Let me check. Let's see if how many people have unfollowed. 5,800. Oh, fuck. That was okay, pretty good. That Suck is it, Kate solid Aaron, You know what I mean? Than I thought. That's pretty good. Oh no, she does that. No, Kevin, I'm sorry. You're shaking. She is more. She. We said 5,800 is what we have. She is 50,000. Right. Thank you to Arturo one eighty two, who immediately responded and retweeted and said, "Snip, snip." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have 39 people. Uh, not people, I guess, characters on this list of Ragu Bagu for all the Marvel, Star Wars, yada, 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 bad guys. Tim, explain mm-hmm. what we're about to do. Greg, I say to keep it as simple as possible between all of us, we just start at the top of the list. You start naming people. Uh-huh. You don't need to speed through it. Just start naming yeah. them. And at some point, if we think there's a tear drop off, we call it out and have that discussion there. Okay? We don't Sounds need 10,000 tiers. We're trying to be generous here, trying to create tiers that we all feel good about okay. that makes sense to everyone here should, should we yeah, make okay, yeah. a five tier list should we should we go s a b c d f six sure. tiers that's six sure i'm i'm super down for that that makes okay. a lot of sense okay or the three tier system that works for us very well good 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 bad no that's bad, not the bad. same no that doesn't work that way it works very well it doesn't it's worked in the past <laughs> for this. all right all right it's worked well It'll can we do again. one tier that's just we can call it not MCU, and then all the characters that are not in the MCU, we just put them in that tier. 
I'm also following Kevin Feige on Twitter from the Ragu Bagu account. You're I feel like, like my question was, was the ignored. First time it was a very good him. question. Can we get can we get his opinion on this? First time. So then now we've broken through, you'd say to him. This is the big move. I think well, so, Nick, yeah. Nick looks like that the Batman villain. Yeah. Which, That's, which one is he's it? based off of that. The Batman that laughs. Oh, Red Hood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like the mouth of Sauron. Like it's yes, all the way down to awesome. its mouth is covered and its mouth is all ugly and shit. And wasn't he does this? Yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. gross. It's really okay. gross. That was some Asmar for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get it again then? Asmar. Sucks your Asmar. Right? Oh. I think, mean, Tim, you see it, right? Oh, I, I see do. that, Kev. That, 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 that tracks. That, that tracks, Kev. You're a good job there, all right? So then, you want me to go from the top of the list down. Mm-hmm. We will decide when we're no longer in S tier. Is that what we've decided, Andy? Yeah, I, I like what Andy said. It is, we'll go through S tier, A tier, B, C, D, or F. Those are the tiers. Okay. There was no in between. We need to decide where the delineation lines are for those tiers. Let's start it seems with like S. It's going to be really hard to track. Just FYI. if you listened, it wouldn't be no be yeah. real simple. I'm not talking wow. about me. I'm talking about uh, Greg, but all right. I, I'm doing, I, yeah, I got the tier maker list up right now. As I got well. the tier maker list. I've always been the list holder. I got the list. Don't worry about that, Kevin. All right. Don't worry. Number about one, it. Thanos, Avengers, Infinity War. Tier one. S tier. That's S tier. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're, we're, correct me if I'm wrong. We're not, you don't have to say S tier after everyone. I believe we read them, and then when we get to the first objection, that's got when it, you should it. say. Didn't oh, understand got it. it first. We don't need. Didn't right. understand first. We got it now. Got Go it. ahead. Yeah. All right, I'll restart then. All right. Number one, Thanos, S-tier Infinity still. War. Yeah. Number two, the Vulture. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther. Number four, Bacon Guy, Civil War. Bacon. Number five, Thanos, Endgame. I would like to say that the S tier ends with Zemo. I was going to say that the S tier ends after Michael B. Jordan and Zemo's A. All right. That's crazy talking, Andy. And I I think Zemo Zemo is S tier. And I can get behind it ending there. But sorry, what is after Zemo? After is uh, Bacon Guy is Thanos in Endgame. Okay. I think Thanos in Endgame is still S tier. I would say it's A tier. Nick? I would say Zemo, S tier. Cool. Where, was, so so Thanos, you, don't, you think Thanos is A? The man who game? actually beat the Avengers, achieved his entire plan, at the, at, at raised the end half of the population War. of Earth. Great. I'm, okay. sorry, I thought that, I'm, I'm confused by this. I'm sorry. I told you. I told you it would be confusing for some of us. I need to be able to see this list somewhere. <laughs> all right. I'm sharing. I'm making my document that is here. I think this would just be so much easier. We could all read through it and then just put pins where we think things can go instead of reading through every single one of them. Okay, hold on, real quick. To make sure I'm on, you all. I want that clear. But yeah, make, let's send the list. Let's do this. To make right. sure I'm, on, I'm copying. Not the list. everyone has the same mind you do. All right, we're, we're Some sending it. Out. Just listen. Put it over just here. pay attention and he listen. He was listening. We're gonna put you, it. Kevin, you. But it's too hard for him stop to listen talking. sometimes. Just it's stop in talking. general. That's Everybody what this show's about, Tim. The real question is: Are we now into a fourth podcast? There's kind of funny in review. There's Ragu Bagu. There's now circumcising Ragu Bagu. But are we about to go into a podcast called Circumventing Circumcision, <laughs> where we decide how we break up the cuts? What are we doing? No, we're fine. Here it is, everybody, right there. Okay. Oh, so you're in there. You're seeing. All right, Nick, right now, no, Nick. <laughs> that's why I wanted the fucking list. <laughs> Eat it.
You wrote Nick, Greg's just, Nick just so added Greg that. Sucks yeah. as the number two. <laughs> out Maybe I'll change, I'll change permissions to anybody with the link in view. We'll do I'm, that. I'm not going to do it again. Sure, that's what they all say, view. I've fallen for, I've fallen for a, a KFAF bit one too many times, if you ask me. All right, so currently we are asking this. Uh, Bacon Guy, S tier, everybody agrees. Thanos yeah. in Endgame, S tier or A tier? Personally, since uh, it seems like uh, a lot of people want to drag this nice Titans name through the mud, I'll come out and tell you. Uh, Thanos Endgame, still an S-tier villain. Fantastic. Achieves his plan, number one. Absolutely. shop, beats all these heroes that never got beat. Snaps at the end, gives us one of the cinema's greatest moments since possibly Look Who's Talking (laughs) 2. You're right. You're right. Thank you. I'm I'm glad glad we had a visual. You're right. I think A-tier starts with Wanda at number six. 100%. Okay, then, then, then we have it there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your S tier looks like this. Number one, Thanos, Infinity War. Number two, The Vulture. Number three, Mike, MBJ, BP. Number four, Bacon Guy, Civil War. Number five, uh, Thanos in Endgame. I'm looking there. So we're going to go S tier. You know, I can't spell tier. Never have. Never <laughs> never gotten it right on the first try. You got to look at it and go, that ain't right. And then you're going to say I before E, Greg. You know what I'm going to say? fucking fall off a bridge <laughs> number six on the list is wanda agatha hockey now remember Darkness, of course what yeah. how, how i wrote them into my phone and it autocorrected is it now that we're moving to a new thing i might go through and i might clean it up we might clean it up but right now wanda and agatha from of course wandavision uh then number seven loki and avengers number eight hell slash grandmast thor rag uh number nine ego guardians two number 10 mysterious far from home Number eleven, Baconator First Class. Number twelve, I think. I think Baconator First Class. I think that that's a B tier. I agree, Kevin. Yeah, I agree that that's where Kevin Bacon starts at the B tier. Right. We're fine with that. That's a fine. Heard that? Yes. Okay, we're putting in A tier. Yeah, I think Mysterio was too strong to sort of be in the B class. I, I just mm-hmm. loved how fucked great. up he all was. Performance was fantastic. We're not only including the you know the motivations and the setup and everything that they did as a villain but was the performance good was the acting mm-hmm. good as the person mm-hmm. yeah i think jill and hawk killed it all right then there you have it uh your a tier looks like this wanda and agatha uh number six number seven loki from avengers number eight hell slash grandmaster thor ragnarok number nine ego and guardians two number 10 mysterious far from home uh we now begin the b tier 11 baconator first class Number 12, Pierce Logan, X-24. Uh, number 13, Striker. Number 14, Hydra, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I think it ends R- there. For, for I, I appreciate that, just so we have a, con- a heads-up context on it. Uh, number 15 is Ultron from uh, Age of Ultron, just to let you know what would be underneath that. Damn, I just really love James Spader's performance. I think that elevates it so much for me. I, but I, I think also I, I enjoyed uh, the Jude Law. I think, so like I think, I think okay, so underneath, I, yeah, I would say it would end at Deadpool, Francis Angel. So, okay, no you guys way. are ahead of the game. Let me well, narrate it. Let me narrate it for an C. audio listener. Uh, so, the number 14, Hydra, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Then it's number 15, Ultron and Ultron. Then it's number 16, Kree slash Jude Ladd uh, in Captain Marvel. And then it's number 17, Francis Angel, Deadpool. Just so no, no, people I'm sorry. have a Fra- Francis would be out. He would be the I first. I understand. Of- I just wanted people to understand where we are on the list. That's all. So, then now we are trying to decide where the B tier villain stop is it hydra ultron jude law i am with you that francis angel and deadpool is a c 
class villain. I think Jude Law. Damn, I mean, as forgettable and as much shit as Captain Marvel can get and can be, I still really enjoyed Jude Law's performance. Right, and it was the performance that and did that, it because that sort of turnaround and kind of, I actually am the bad guy, and I'm pretty cool looking too. Even though I'm losing my hair, really handsome. Still handsome. Really handsome. Still a handsome devil, Andy. Um, damn, I, that's tough for me. That's tough for me. I was kind of like wrestling with Tim's thing of Hydra as the last one in B tier because yeah. I really wanted Ultron to be in B tier just because I love James Spader's performance. But Jude Law was actually kind of low-key one of the better parts of that movie. I can't agree at all about that statement. That's fine, Tim. That's fine. That's my thing is I liked Jude Law. I liked his performance and I liked everything there, but I don't think his performance lifts the villain any higher. I would think Ultron for me is where I cut it off and I say Ultron is the last B tier. And I'd be be fine with that. Uh, The chair recognizes the producer slash producer Nick Scarpino. Do you have anything to add to this conversation? No, I would agree with that. I would would cut it off above Jude Law. Jude Ladd. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the, the bees have it then, I right? Also, I would also like to uh, move that we don't change the list. I think it's hilarious because I have a sense of humor, Greg. What I'd like to call out is that the list doesn't change. It's still ridiculous, and we'll still have to, you know, it's just gonna, we'll have to read it, it every time. I don't want you to yeah, you know, you know, I, I just like, you know, arguing, and so this is going in my favor. Number 16, Cree, Jude Ladd. Number 17, Francis Angel Deadpool. Number 18, Red Skull. Number 19, Rockwell slash Mickey. Number 20, The Dank with his Sentinels. Number 21, Magneto and his Brotherhood. Number 22, uh, Mass slash Dormammu. Uh, Kevin? I, I think that that's where that should end. I agree. Okay. So to be clear, yeah. that 22 is uh, uh, Mass, which is Mads, uh, Mickelson, and Dormammu from Doctor Strange. Dormammu. Then it's the Vision uh, from Solo, where we're talking about Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the vision from solo is the, the beginning off. of our d tier we could take paul, the vision off we're not paul, pruning the list we're, we're just organizing the list. the list all right all right paul I bettany just, all right, my starts off that. the d tier strong that as was a, that was a test and you all just passed See, the villain from yeah. solo star wars story yeah i'm fine with that, that i'm works cool with me. that i'm cool with that can you put one of those cool color charts at the bottom of this or top of this so i know what the tears are. No, you I mean, just you will never know. in a million years look at this list again. So I don't, you know what I mean? Uh, we have to look at this every single time we do a Marvel thing. Now. I'm going to read it to you, baby. Know. I'm going to read it to you, baby. Uh, no, and you're going to go, oh, point I understand. Of it is not, we're not Daddy wants mama's milk. And I'll give you the milk. Daddy does want mama's milk. All <laughs> 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 right. Don't worry about it. You're going to get hate, plenty of milk from this me. I My daddy. I agree with Tim. This is all You know, we don't want to talk about who daddy is. Number, now we are. So again, that is C tier on lock. We are now talking about the D tier. We have 23, the vision from Solo. 24, Mandarin slash, Ald- Mandarin slash Aldrich Killian. And to call uh, it out here, there's only one tier below this. So this next cut we make is dropping to F tier. Got it. Uh, number 25, Obadiah. Tony! Number six, 26, I'm sorry. Franco Malloy from, in Taskmaster from Black Widow. God, that happened last week, and I still don't understand <laughs> that fucking reference. That's crazy. <laughs> Drinko Malfoy is what I'm trying to say, I believe. Uh, number 27, Loki and Thor. Number 28, Flag Smashers <laughs> slash John Walker and Captain America Winter Soldier. Number 29, Magneto <laughs> slash Phoenix and X tw- X3. Sorry. It's a reference. That's it's a reference of another reference. It's, like, it's so, yeah, that's so. He was typing the wrong Drake name of Jacob Malfoy. Yeah. And it became Franco Malloy. I'm Franco Malloy. I'm a butcher from Philadelphia. 
All right, so you're saying uh, Tim has proposed to everybody that F tier begins with Magneto Phoenix? Did I get oh that right? God, I love okay. it. Okay. Damn, I, see, that, I'd like to. That sucks for me because, like, I don't disagree, but I really wanted my most hated villain, Cross from Ant Man, to start off the F tier and be like, it begins with you. You are awful in that <laughs> fucking movie, dude. <laughs> Uh, I, I I would say that the F tier should begin at 33. Doesn't matter, Deadpool 2. Oh, get out of here. You're, that's outrageous. Oh, Ronin me. from Guardians was decent. Like, I, don't, I think Ronin from Guardians is too low at 32. I, I agree with Kevin yeah, that it I, should. Yeah, because it, it's like at that point, everything underneath is basically nonsense. How is crossover like, Ronin from It's Guardians? weird that Abomination's there, but it's like whatever. Everything under there is just Dude, other utter trash. Ronan got beat by breakdance fighting, bro. Like, come on. He deserves No, Ronan got beat by getting, like, too. shot by, Here's like, what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll stone. say. All right? Here's what I'll say. Ronan, yes. Criminally underrated here. He should be higher on the list. Put him higher. But one man's life can't stop justice. So, like, we can't say, well, because Ronan's down there, that means Cross from Ant-Man needs to get into the D-list. You know what I mean? Magneto Phoenix suck. Cross is F, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's... I, I'm, I think John Walker's so great. I think Flag Smasher sucks. I think that John Walker keeps them him uh, Captain America Winter Soldier in the D tier, and then Magneto and Phoenix just fart their way into F tier. I'm in. I, I agree 100%. with him. I'm that's in. It. I'm in. There you go. I'm glad we did this. This feels cathartic. It does. It added 75 minutes to this podcast, but it was, <laughs> it was worth it. the kids it, want. I think. I like Now, this. where... Let's let's do this for the first time officially. Where does the villains from Loki land on Ragu Bagu? So it's so hard to. Decide. My one question then is: is we've now tiered the system. We have the lists, right? Mm-hmm. Is it that we decide uh, what tier they're in? We think, yeah. and then we go through and that rank them. Starts there. the discussion. Gotcha. Uh, may I? May I propose the mm-hmm. chair rec- of Ragu Bagu? Well, actually, hold on. Fuck. Hold on one second. Sorry. Take it's going to take me a second. It's going to take me a second. All right. Uh, until next time, this has been Circumcising Ragu Bagu Podcast. It's been, yes. it's been a pleasure to serve you. Until next time, this has been the Circumcision of Ragu Bagu Podcast. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Welcome back to Ragu Bagu, the podcast and then a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, the chair recognizes Kevin Coelho and some dope glasses. I would like to propose Class B for this. B-class ranking. And we are doing uh, Ramona Flowers in the TVA. And Kang. I, I wouldn't, or, I wouldn't, necessarily, I wouldn't say that. I, I think Ramona. just the TVA, right? Yeah. Just TVA. including Kang? Yeah, how are we doing that? That's a great question. Are we, are we saying uh, yeah, he who Kang. remains? Mm-hmm. He who remains, oh, yeah. fuck. That makes but, it real d- So you're including yeah. Ravona in that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the TVA. She's okay, in TVA, cool. so that Got makes it. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He who remains and uh, uh, TVA. TVA. I don't think I think you can just call it TVA because he who remains is the leader of the TVA. We just don't find that out till okay. the last episode. Um, and I think that it belongs in the B rank and top of the B rank. That's all. I would go A rank. Damn. This is a tough one. This is, this a, is tough a tough one. one. And you start looking at these B and A ranks. You got some good stuff happening here. Number six good. is number six starts the A and we'll go all the way through B. Number six is Wanda, Agatha. Number seven is Loki and Avengers. Number eight is Hell, uh, Hella slash Grandmaster and Thor, Ragnarok. Number nine is Ego and Guardians 2. Number 10 is Mysterious and Far From Home. Then we go into the B tier, which is number 11, Baconator First Class. Number 12, Pierce Logan, X-24. Number 13, Striker. Number 14, Hydra, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Number 15, Ultron.
Now, Mike, just to start this, continue this conversation, right? Yes, and I would, I think if we go B, if we go B, top of that list, like I think number 11 immediately, but I do, I like to, well, I guess we're not dethroning, we just start worrying about tears now for the first time. It's not dethroning Mysterious to toss them in here. This is tough, Greg, because like, has there anybody has there ever been anybody in any of these movies that has done more with the amount of time than Jonathan Majors did as he no, who remains? No, yeah. He yeah. absolutely fucking killed it. And obviously all of the dark stuff happening with the TVA, Rovona uh, pruning uh, Owen Wilson was heartbreaking. Um, there were a lot of those moments that I thought were really strong and just sort of had these awesome, mysterious moments to them. Fuck, I don't know if I... Oh, God damn, I don't know if I could put this... In A tier, though. Really? I would start with, like, it started for me with S tier, but I bump it down to A because of Renslayer being one of the, my least favorite things about the, ep- sure, uh, the show sure. as a whole. But I think that everything Andy just said, like, what this show set up and completed in one loop in the six-episode run was so God, strong. Right. Setting right. up the rules of time, how the secret timeline works, it feeling like a fake out but then them committing to it not being a fake out miss minutes being this character that's fucking creepy and weird and only gets creepier like i think that the the bad guys being in the variants even and all the loki's and shit like i think the the villain side of this was really 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 strong let alone the fact that loki came into our hero came into this as the main villain from avengers one and kind of this show did a good job with dealing with villains so for me it's top a rank this is so wild, Tim, because I'm looking at B class. I'm like, I don't know. I love Kevin Bacon in first class. And then when I start considering A tier, I go, yeah, it's better than Wanda and Agatha for sure. That's wild. But is it, yeah. but is it better than Mysteria? Myst- yeah, Mysteria. That's the thing that, that trips me up. Because I look at that and I'm like, no, nah, Mysteria was a better thing. So then it is in a lesser tier is the way I see it. I think it's way better, though, than Loki from Avengers. Hella from That's the thing. Ragnarok, it's like, sure. The, you know. But... We're into that personal thing again, Kevin. Yeah. We we're talking about one innocent man. <laughs> what does it do to the pot? <laughs> like, I'm, I, you know, I think personally, hell, hella grandmaster, I like, you know, so much in the A tier here, but I can't yeah. sit there and be like, I don't, I think that. Yeah, I think that, you know, Goldblum's so good. Like, for me, it's an easy jump above ego, but I do like Mysterio a lot from Far From Home. But then, yeah. in the same breath, Far From Home is like one of those movies I, I'm like, oh, our MCU rewatch still needs to watch it. And that's been that way for months. Yeah. I just haven't been motivated to jump back and watch it for some reason. So well know. acted. It's so well acted. He's great. Jake Gyllenhaal, great. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I got to, I got to go with Tim here because I am in that same spot as y'all are. Like, I like this villain better, but they're below that villain and blah, blah, blah. The same sort of thing, song and dance we run into. But I do think that everything that was set up, including Jonathan Major's performance, should go above Wanda and Agatha at number six in the A tier. So wait, are we for sure going with A tier then? We have I think so, that? yeah. I vote A tier. Oh, excellent. Three votes. Good. Okay. Nick, any thoughts? Fine with, but I mean, it's somewhere around the Wanda Agatha, because uh, I think the the concept of the TVA is just super strong. Kind of what they represent is terrifying. So I could see like maybe put them at number seven. And I the still idea think Wanda of was a little bit more was a little bit more um, emotional for me because she was the bad person, but you empathize with her, which I thought was kind of unique. Whereas the TVA is cool, but 
you know, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, uniqueness there as far as, as far as what they're after, what they're aiming for. It's more like a, you know, oppressive regime that's that's sitting over Loki. But yeah, I don't know. I love the I, sinister nature and Jonathan Majors being like, "You could kill me, you could kill me, yeah, and I, I you'll think... release all the free versions of all the other variants of me, and they're a lot scarier." And then that that I'll see you soon moment. God damn, it's just so powerful it's, it's in such a small because... time. A lot of that scene, to, like I, I wanted that scene to hit a lot harder, but I the scenes that hit for me, I think were just I think Wanda's like performances and those scenes hit way harder for me in WandaVision. I just think I, I vied with that so much more because it was because it had a lot more subtext in it for you know coping with loss and things like that. So I don't know. I kind of I kind of I kind of vibe with that overall story more. So I think I'm more inclined to be more empathetic toward the the bad people or the antagonists in those in those stories. But for sure, above Loki from Avengers. Greg, where are you? You're all making great points. All right, yep, I, I won't lie to you. Usually, diarrhea out of all your mouths. This is some oh, good oh, stuff. Caca, caca. Thank you. Is that yeah? I don't know. Like I, I'm inevitable. Don't I look like an anime character in the when they have like just their glasses lens? They're all white. Yeah, and they go like, like the, we have to like get the there soon. That's like, well, let's text Andy and see if he hacked the planet yet. And we get over you, and you're having like your fourth cappuccino, playing chess and hacking the planet. I mean, it's that was cool what I just said about you. Andy. Yeah, he's better than Loki. He's better than Loki for sure. And then you get to this Wanda Aga thing, and that's the actual fight of the matter, right? Now, Greg, let me let me try to persuade you. Thank to you. I need, I need some help. I'm Wanda. a swing vote, guys. I don't know. Is that Wanda Agatha's uh, fucking he, awesome? But. It, the whole show ended with just a giant CGI fest of Scarlet Witch versus Agatha. That wasn't good. And then on top of that, the whole villain subplot of Agent whatever the fuck his name is was almost F tier with how it all came together. I, I would also like to like my vote was for putting it in B. Now that the discussion has moved to A, I will say number six, top of A. All right, then just it's got, yeah. it's got the votes then, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it has the votes. Sorry. There you go. Well, I, no, I was going to go that way anyway. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, oh, on the Raggy Bagu list. Uh, 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 he who remains. I have to actually write it. Down. He who remains slash TVA entering at number six, the top of A tier. There we go. Until All next right. time, it's been our pleasure to serve you on Ragu Bagu. And now it's time to rank the MCU. Kev, can you please bring up the rankings? Number one, we have Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Homecoming. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Ragnarok. Number six, Winter Soldier. Number seven, Guardians 2. Number eight, WandaVision. Number nine, Avengers. Number 10, Guardians 1. Number 11, Iron Man. Number 12, Far From Home. Number 13, Black Panther. Number 14, Doctor Strange. Number 15, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 16, Captain Marvel. 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 18, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, 19, Black Widow, 20, Iron Man 2, 21, Age of Ultron, 22, First Avenger, 23, Iron Man 3, 24, Hulk, 25, Thor, 26, Dark World. Nick, let's start with you. Are you going to start with me? (laughs) Where do you want to start the bid? Um, I'm probably going to be a lot lower than you guys on this. Um, Probably right above Falcon and Bucky. So under Doctor Strange, <laughs> above Falcon Winter Soldier, so you're thinking at the new number 15. Yeah, I would say 15, bumping uh, Falcon Winter Soldier down down one rung. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this more than that. I was going to say, I, just, I enjoyed this more than that. I think it was much more of a cerebral and cool concept. 
Um, and I like all the time jumping stuff. But having said that again, to my earlier point, like great show, good show. It just really didn't, you know, it's not, it didn't hit that greatness for me that I'm hoping that some of these TV uh, offerings will hit. Yeah, for me, I'm definitely a lot higher. And I feel like a case can be made with these, the idea of tiers and how the MCU list always kind of shakes out nowadays of how the rankings vary from our rankings to, or like personal rankings to our rankings as a whole. Uh, I think anywhere from under Iron Man at number 12, all the way up to under Winter Soldier at number seven. Uh, but I'm going to put my vote at number eight above WandaVision. So Guardians 2 and then Loki and then WandaVision. Kevin Coelho. Uh, I really enjoy this series. And I think, honestly, for me, it's it's at a number six right now. It would push wow. down Winter Soldier. I really, really liked it. Uh, I thought it did so much. And it and like it has done a lot for the MCU going forward. It like will dictate phase four. Andy uh, Cortez. More. Um, I I'm right with you, Tim. I would put this at number eight underneath Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and above WandaVision. And I think that Greg, when you and I have our MCU podcast, I will yeah. be moving WandaVision down several spots. So keep remind me about that. Sure, everybody make a note to remind me to remind Andy that'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. No problem. Uh, then for me, uh, I was going to go and say, even though it breaks my heart to do it, because I mean, what, you know, again, we have to break down the tiers here one day. Uh, but for me, I think this goes in at number seven. Uh, so below Winter Soldier, above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. So just to give me, let me get this straight. We're going to go in here and actually do tears for this one as well in this podcast not today no 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 no, no. no. but no. one day Coward. one day nick one day see i'm sitting here i'll do a podcast in the podcast no podcast. not right now i'm not not right now and i think this one will be quicker and easier anyways but uh looking at this we with the votes it would be the new number eight above wandavision uh and below guardians too but if one of us changes our mind and goes higher it would be above guardians too and i just don't think i can do that because Guardians 2, I think, has so much fucking heart. It. And it's so strong all the way through Yondu, as well. Yondu. All right. yeah. show, yeah, yeah, I'm keeping my vote there. On, so the, I'm Loki just saying then this is show is strong eight. the entire way through, and it's four and a half hours or whatever. But it doesn't That's have a, a Yondu moment. It doesn't have a Yondu moment. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. It does, though. Yeah. I think it has a lot of great moments. It Loki's has a lot of great moments. Yeah. It doesn't have a Yondu moment, though. Yeah. At does not you cry during this movie? It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, it didn't push me to those limits. Like, uncontrollably crying. I fucking think but about like, that scene. It, I think about the scene at the end where they all, like, salute him, and I'm just, like, fucking tears down my eyes. Every single time the episode ended, I'm, I was like, fuck, I cannot wait for next week. The anticipation was at an all-time high. Hard nipples the entire week. Wow. I had half a hard nipple at best. Wow. So number eight is Loki with WandaVision at number nine. And there you go. That is the new ranking of the mcu for in review like i said we will return later with pixar in review then in a couple short weeks we're returning to dceu in review with james gunn's the suicide squad cannot wait until then hakuna matata for all time always